Welcome to Confessions of a CEO. This is the show where I'll be taking you behind the laptops and lives of some of the best and brightest female minds in the online business game. The frank, funny, and inspiring chats that we have behind closed doors are about to be revealed. This is the secret sauce that you need to hear that's going to help you and blow your mind at the same time. No fluff, just all of the honest good stuff. I'm your host, Mel Moore. I'm a CEO, embodiment, and business coach for female online entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of a boutique, virtual assistant agency. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back. I'm back with my work wifey, partner in crime, Abby. We're all cozy. We've got our teas and we are ready to talk about everything to do with frameworks. And the start of this conversation is actually going to be about niching. Now don't turn off. (laughs) It's something you're going to need to listen to. (laughs) So my darling Abby, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited. I've got my incense burning. I have my tea. I'm ready to dive into the topic that everybody tries to avoid, but we're, we're going there today because it's necessary and that's what courageous leaders do. So here we are. Yes. And obviously this is a big pillar inside our mastermind, Courage to Lead, and that's why we're talking you through the kind of the pillars of our framework inside this program, because we want you to learn anyway, whether you're in the program or not, but we also want to demonstrate what is inside Courage to Lead because it's such an incredible program. We've got amazing women inside it already. So we're just giving you a little a little sneak peek and some knowledge today. So what is a framework, Abby? And where do we need to talk about niche and framework in relation to one another and how? It's such a juicy topic. And <laughs> I think the online space, really like the jury is out on like, there are so many different opinions some pe- some coaches out there will tell you you don't need to niche some people will say like you have to niche stop being afraid of it and like they're very it's like polar opposites like the way the online conversation is going um totally my opinion which is what we both agree i think and why we've created this program and infused mm-hmm. you know this concept of niching into what we're helping people with inside courage to lead is that like niching Niching doesn't need to be scary. And absolutely not. Doesn't, no, it doesn't. And it doesn't mean boxing yourself in and throwing away the key. <laughs> oh, what it basically means. Yeah, that's means, such a myth. Yeah, it's a myth. And I think if we were to strip everything back to pure strategy, like marketing mm. basics, like in order for anything to sell and in order for, you know, your offers to be super clear and for the right people to understand that it's going to help them and then eventually invest they need to know what problem you're solving and what part of the market you're occupying so you know it's the it's the cliche you know you sell to everyone you sell to no one and people don't like it because as entrepreneurs our personalities you know we have so much freedom we want to express Mm. we want to do all the things we're multi-passionate um but we the way we've created this program and I think our concept of frameworks it really allows people space to still be who they are and let their business be an expression of them um but in a way that still narrows down the value of what they're offering so that people can see themselves in it. And they're like, yes, I want to work with this person. Yeah, it's so powerful to get it right. Because the, the, you know, the myths about niching are, if I'm only speaking to a small population of specific clients with a, or a specific offer that I'm selling, 
I will limit the audience that I have, but it does the opposite. It actually makes that client who is problem aware and looking for someone to fix that problem for them so easy to find you because from simplicity like keyword searching you'll come up to recommendations to seeing you become an authority in that small that small lane will actually bring you more profit because it makes it easier for you're like the the bullseye on a dartboard but the ball the bullseye in the middle is the whole damn board it makes it so much easier for that client to land on you and to find you and to see themselves in your offer and to see that end result that they know they want expressed in your words and your offer. So it's, it's magic to get it right. It's, it's the opposite. You should be excited to, to find in, find, get my words out, find your niche in your clients or your offer or wherever it lands, because niche also isn't necessarily a thing you need to do in clients and offer. It can be one, it can be both. Yeah, definitely. And I think, controversial maybe but I think this needs to be said I think one of the reasons why people avoid niching down or narrowing their messaging is because they're scared of stepping into their authority which is why we've created this program right um (laughs) I always use this analogy and it's so silly but since living in a new country like living in Spain I'm obsessed with finding like the best food like new Mm. food places and I'm like enjoying all the Spanish cuisine and anytime I go anywhere, this concept of niche is in my head because if I go to a restaurant that has like a million things on the menu and tapas is part of that, like I just, I don't want it. Like there's too much choice. Yeah. There's too much decision-making going into that. It's probably not going to be that good if they're also selling bao buns and ramen and this and then tapas. Like uh-huh. I'm not going to get tapas from there, right? So you pick, yeah, you pick the place where they are experts. So people are going to invest in you if you claim, yeah, if you claim that space as an expert Mm. and you can confidently say, this is what I'm fucking good at. This is the problem that I can help you solve. Like you're going to be that standout coach. You're going to be that standout mentor, strategist, service provider that people want to work with because Mm. like they need to know that you're confident at what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta gotta get your Billy Big Billy Big Balls on. It's literally like the the example I always <laughs> sorry, that's me. The example I always give is when I was living in Bali, there was an avocado cafe, a, a an entire menu devoted to what they could do with avocado. And so when you're sitting in that like you know digital nomad friendly cute cafe down the road that has you know thirty items on the menu of all different things, including avocado on toast, and then you're thinking of the avocado cafe, you're like. I think that's a place I want to try because I feel like they're going to do it really well. And off you shuffle and have the best avocado on toast of your life. And anytime you're in the other cafe, you don't order the avocado because you know where you get it best. <laughs> it's it's so like true. that. So, so true. I think um, what would be really good um, to kind of link this conversation back to Courage to Lead and our second pillar, um, you know, which is walking people through how they actually create Um, how they niche down and you know the way that we're going to help people niche down is through developing their sort of signature framework um Mm. which can be positioning piece yeah it's the positioning piece and it's what helps people really narrow down their services so that they can create offers that are actually profitable um but i want Mm. what i want us to talk about is using you as a little bit of an example because i feel like in the last year oh hi 
<laughs> in the last year, I have witnessed it in you though. Like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so just to set context here, like mm. it's not that you start your business and you're like, this is my niche. <laughs> like we are constantly on a journey of evolving as human beings and as business owners as entrepreneurs and our offers evolve our business evolves and you know in the context of the online space you're constantly learning like everything is data like conversations you have clients you work with you're building your knowledge base you're building your expertise Mm. and your wisdom in regards to okay how am I of value do I need to edit this bit of my service maybe I'm supposed to be working with this type of person and we learn as we go that's like the nature of it right and I've witnessed that in you because we've been friends for you know is it four yeah forgot how many years years. many years (laughs) so like four four years yeah (laughs) you've always been amazing at what you do but your business has evolved and looked many different Mm. ways over time um definitely but this year you had a breakthrough when you created a POA Mm -hmm. Like I witnessed that in you, like, tell me more about how that felt, like selling this particular offer and feeling like, Mm. I feel like these are my people. I feel like this is my niche and I've nailed it. Yeah, Abby's referring to my group program, Profitable Offer Accelerator, which I launched in spring. And by the time I was thinking about coming into a second round, I knew I needed to fine tune who it was I was bringing in to really be able to get them the results they deserved and for this to be really impactful but it also came in a part of my journey where I was really zoning in on who I worked with that got the best results who my expertise fit and suited the best and so that looked like going from general tag business coach to realizing that strategy and my little nerdy brain has always been such a powerful part of what I do. And I straddle that line between coach and mentor, coach being the one that asks you insightful questions to help you get to certain things on your own, mentor being the one that helps you strategize based on the route they've already taken and sort of giving you a tailored roadmap that suits you based on co- based on the mentor's experience. So I walk the line and the strategy side has always been my jam. And there has always been a method to it. It's like I've been doing the same thing with my clients. I didn't name it until this year. I didn't realize that the process I walked through from like auditing their business to then designing their offer, their offer couldn't be designed unless I had a certain framework in place, which became the offer blueprint, their who, their service, what they were, what they were doing, who it was, who it was for, their like angles and concepts and beliefs which kind of then all fed into them being able to market it, to create a sales page, to create content. But it was also part of the niching was deciding specifically who was a really good fit for me, for this offer. And that kind of came down to, it was a similar, like you're your best case study, right? As as business mm-hmm. owners, we're often the best case study. And for me, I've walked this journey from being a really booked out VA who was burnt and was like, there's no more hours. How am I going to earn more money? And is this fun? No, it's really not. Into, okay, growth phase. I need to be really intentional. I need to move some things around. I need this to grow into scaling into an agency. And the best of my clients are literally in that same jump point, jump off point where they're like, right, the, it's either I'm building a bridge to get from this like cliff top to the next cliff and we're going higher or I'm going to fall down the precipice because I literally don't know how to manage 
being this burnt out and taking this business forward. There's no more hours in a day. I'm swapping pounds per hour. So it was all about building out their product suite as well so that they could come away from pounds per hour into projects and retainers and milestone deliverables versus pounds per hour. So it was a really specific type of person who also had characteristics that were similar to me. Fire in the belly, really ready, like nervous, sure, about this, am I capable of doing this growth? Like, or is this all I'm ever going to do? But actually, fuck it, I really want to try. There's a like, I know there's more. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it. And that's the same thing. The ones that I don't work well with are the ones who are lacking in the confidence, is in quite timid in life in general. And there is a perfect coach for them. It's just not me. I need them to have that fire in the belly so that they don't sit there expecting to be handed a roadmap for me to tell them exactly what to do. I need them to take it and learn to have that like self-drive, self-trust, which will just get deeper. So yeah, there was a there was a significant amount of light bulbs niching frameworks developed this year yeah, <laughs> that have made great. such a significant, yeah, it's made such a significant difference to my business because those frameworks are under every single one of my offers. And that was the wheel spinning part that we go through, right? We think my intensive has to have a different offer blueprint and a who and a, you know, offer promise to my one-to-one coaching that's long-term. But the framework underneath them all, the way I deliver that service to the client is the same. So therefore, it means it's just the same person on a different part of their journey, and when you start to realize that, it's like the fog lifts and the clarity Everything comes in. unfolds, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. like actually I'm taking the same person on this journey with me through my off, mm-hmm. like my product suite, right? Yes, exactly that. What it also sounds like, just to reflect back, because I think it's really interesting what you're saying about, you know, it took you a while to get to this point. It sounds like as your confidence grew, in your expertise and in your authority you started to get this clarity of oh actually like I can teach from my experience because I think when we start Mm. our businesses we try and model it on any other business we've ever seen like brick and mortar like we need to be this professional we need to do things a certain (laughs) way and it looks a certain way (laughs) whereas you know with entrepreneurship like what you're well suited to help someone with and what you can get results in is your direct experience and what you've lived and breathed and like combining that with what you're really fucking good at right keeps coming back to that point yeah and what people will pay for what's in demand that is your niche right Mm. then we kind of package it up we turn it into a framework we name it so that it's like credible and recognizable but a Mm. large piece there of what you're talking about is confidence when you started to believe in yourself and see and like validate those um expertise like it's almost like you had this like identity shift of like oh actually this is my person this is me yeah it was like in my mind it felt like a realization where I caught up to where I actually was versus kept keeping myself small or thinking there are better coaches than me there are people to get quicker results all of those things And actually looking back at the incredible results that my clients have got and receive like receiving genuinely, this has been life changing. I will forever have this business this way through your coaching. I know how to do this and how to do that. And it's grown. It is life changing. And when you're sitting there going, okay, cool. And you're not taking it in. (laughs) It's not doing you any favors. But when you kind of actually sit in that embodiment 
of your expertise and you feel worthy of receiving things like that, compliments and feedback, you kind of, I think for me, it was just being a bit, fuck it, I am good at this versus, oh yeah, now I get clients results, you know, whatever. It's like, no, I've worked really damn hard and I'm really fucking good. So actually it's about being unafraid to take up space and say that. Mm, I love that. If I don't say that, if I don't say I'm good at what I do, I'm sorry, but how is anyone else going to even, you know, the problem is we do have people out there with like false belief and that's a different story, but there's a feeling. I was going to say, there's a pivot here that I want us to talk about, but we could spend many (laughs) hours debating it. And it is that point of, I think we, we both share this and um, Mm. it's important to talk about that. I think we were a little bit, not burnt by the industry, but like exhausted with people who haven't necessarily got the expertise or don't necessarily operate from a place of integrity and the way Uh they market themselves and sell their services that make promises that ultimately lead, you know, clients that we've worked with to spending a hell of a lot of money on something that doesn't get them the result they've been promised. And I think we didn't want to do that. We've definitely gone through a similar journey with, you know, stepping into the one-to-one coaching Mm. space, calling ourselves coaches and like the ethical implications of that and whatever, Mm -hmm. that we didn't want to come across as those coaches that like rave too much about the monetary wins and this and that but then I think what that does is it squashes our confidence because we are the people who are trying to yeah like we are the ones trying to make a difference here and I think in trying to tread lightly and do things the right way Mm. we kind of tripped ourselves up a little bit at a similar time probably um in, in our you know irrespective businesses so it's nice to see it's nice to see you take up that space now thanks babe thanks yeah and I think it's it also leads into the part that we're both very passionate about which is sustainability because we're doing it the ethical the integral way we're coming to these personal development realizations and stepping into kind of embodying and being courageous stepping out into our authority with certain things it does take time and it but when you land in it that's new ground that you will forever have as a part of you so your confidence will only go up you know and it's that sort of beautiful thing of like you're just you keep getting better but it's okay to say that you're good at what you do it is not it's not cocky it's not boasty because this is a struggle so many of my clients have is when we talk about embodying that expertise and say daring to say out loud I've got this client results she just told me it was life-changing she'll forever know how to run a business whether she has me or not and I'm so fucking proud of that And yet to someone who hasn't done that much before, oh, what if I come across as cocky, egotistical, braggy or boasty? And I'm like, but you will never reach your potential. You will never allow the right people to find you if you stay small. Mm -hmm. So we have to also undo a part of that. But it's a larger larger conversation that we're tangenting. But it (laughs) It is. I mean, but it's all relevant. But it it makes it's also relevant to the concept of like defining your framework, because I think business is a mirror. And your personal, if you let it, you grow as a person. Like your my, and this is from my experience, your personal development journey mm-hmm. and your business growth, they're one of the same. When you are your business and you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever the word you want to use yeah. is, like you can't 
grow to where you want to get to without looking at yourself that is just fact oh that is it it fast tracks (laughs) that being a business owner will fast track you through so much Mm self-development you never thought that you would encounter or need to do but boy does it make you look at yourself so in a way it's the most positive self-development you'll ever do because you're forced to face it and move through it so that you can have a business you can sustain (laughs) yeah and a business that you're confident like raving about and that is yeah. you know what we're we're trying to help people do inside courage to lead is like really mm. cl- like carve out that space for yourself and we yeah. often are too close to our business to see that like it's my brain is very visual so I see like a diagram of all of these things meshing together but mm. like what you're good at what you can get people results like passion is in there passion isn't enough Mm. this is also another debate we could go down that passion like do what you're (laughs) passionate about is not enough to make money right it has to be sandwiched in together with what you're good at what you can get results and what people are looking for like what is in demand in the marketplace right now and like you have to be so specific and so tangible and piece all Mm. of these things together um and claim that like name it like Mm. give it give it like a fancy I don't know what the term is when you what is the term oh my gosh my brain it's just like what a name for the framework you mean yeah or like I don't know when you use like a oh the abbreviation yeah oh my gosh my brain pair of us don't know (laughs) (laughs) I swear we're gonna teach you how to do this but our brains have just gone (laughs) but also I am when I think about the women that we have inside the mastermind already, and I think about where they're going to be when they start and when they'll be at the, where they'll be at the end of four months, I am so excited because the, the, the personal development that comes as part of what we do for their businesses, is going to be massive. You're going to see incredible women taking up space and doing it so intentionally and so beautifully that it leads to results, to sales, to dream clients, to the kind of business and profit they want. So I'm just very, very excited for that. And and it comes by creating a framework. Mm. You niche to figure stuff out, which feeds into creating a framework. As I said, I now understand. Yeah, it's so liberating because it means you're no longer spinning your wheels on your marketing, your mindset, your clients, your anything it becomes very specific about what you do, how you do it, because everything is behind like, oh, I'm a coach. People go, yeah, yeah, what do you, what do you you actually do? Yeah. How do you do it for me? Because it's almost like the equivalent that I, example I can give you is like when someone builds, like, this is a weird example. When someone builds Dubsado and they go, I make, I, I make forms and proposals look graphically beautiful and you go, sounds good, but you can't see it because it's behind a paywall. Mm. But when that person then turns around and puts visually their designs out on social media in the marketing, people just gravitate towards it. They need to see what you can deliver. And so for us with kind of this many tangible and intangible things that we do as business owners, we need to be able to show them the method that gets them the result. We need to actually tangibly talk about how we take them through it. Mm-hmm. And making it repeatable in your business also makes your business so much easier to run. Dear God, it makes it so much easier to run. Yeah. It's like a no-brainer. And it's missing with so many businesses. That's the struggle. Yeah, I'm very excited. I just like lost <laughs> myself in a daydream thinking about the end of the four months and how 
oh just how organized people's businesses are going to be but also how liberated these women are going to be because we've both been there um I've been there many times in my business journey of like pivoting and you know if I pivot are people going to understand who I am and if I narrow down am I going to make sales and it's a constant like you're growing as a human your business is growing and like once you reach that point where you're like ah actually what I need to focus on is clarifying the problem that I solve like conversationally Mm -hmm. like I have this conversation with clients a lot like well how do I describe it and I'm like if you were to go out for a meal with I don't know some friends and they bring their husbands along that you've never met and they're like oh hey Abby what do you do you should be able to be like oh you know that problem that x people have yeah I help them solve that by doing x y z And that's the bit that people don't have. It's like this tangible sticky thing that they can say with confidence rather than going like, oh, I run an online business thing that like I. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I got really excited. I almost choked. (laughs) Exactly what you said there is that restaurant example is so much better than someone going, oh, you should have an elevator pitch for those awkward, you know, Christmas get-togethers or summer barbecues where the auntie goes, what is it you do? What is it you actually do? The way that you explained it right there is the difference between a shitty elevator pitch that all the marketing in the world tells you to come up with and the actual way you storytell an example and explain what you do in a tangible way. so good what do people need to know about frameworks what else haven't we covered to be honest I think we have pretty much covered it (laughs) all and if people (laughs) want to know more then they need to join courage to lead okay Uh uh-huh you need to go (laughs) into the show notes find that join link because we are still enrolling while we have spaces available we're still enrolling and we kick off on the 8th of January so if you want to walk with us and cite courage to lead from January for four months I swear to god you won't regret it (laughs) any questions we'll drop our instagrams in the show notes as well so you can actually come and ask us in our dms we are very open to conversations about it so don't be shy make it the year that you take some really incredible action for yourself next year because you deserve to have the business that makes sense that works that brings you profit that is enjoyable that is sustainable and let's do it in the company of some incredible women i second that that's all we've got to say (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you in the next episode thank you so much for listening i'm so grateful you hit play and if you liked what you heard please leave a review especially on apple and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode if you love this and think someone else would too then don't be shy share it with them let's inspire even more women and every month i'll be picking one lucky soul for a free coaching call all you need to do is screenshot your review and dm it to me or share your favorite episode to social media and tag me at melda biz coach for a chance to win a free session head to the show notes for all the details and i'll see you next time Thank you.